the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. I am Seth Leibson. It is Wednesday, June 22nd. As we head into our second hour, we do so every Wednesday uh, with the privilege of having Representative David Schweiker, who represents Arizona's 6th Congressional District, join us. Tell us what's going on in Washington, how we should think about it. David, welcome back. How are you, sir? Do we have David? Nope. You ah, have me. So you fade, you faded away, and I'm a little. I'm in a little room off the side of the Capitol. We just finished um, a boat series, uh, four boats, uh, and so I snuck out and I called you. So the timing worked out. I, you know the rule here: three things that can distract from an interview on this show: a member casting a vote, a barking dog, or a child. And with you, we have. Two, yes, and we, we've done all. Of them. Have we done the dog? I don't know that we did the dog. I think we're at two out of three. I think we're at sixty-six percent here, if my math is right. Yeah. Well, I have a dog-friendly office. So, oh, okay. Uh, so, I, all right. Yeah, bring bring a dog in next time. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that dog-friendly office? I was once going to write a book. I had a great book idea. D- Dana Perino and I once con- had this idea years ago. Uh, a, a coffee table book. Um, if you want a friend in Washington, is what it was titled. Dot dot dot. And it would be famous people in D.C. Uh, with their dogs, and by famous people you knew, like the doorman at the Hay Adams and stuff like that. Wouldn't that have been fun? Um, it would be, and um, there's actually a truth to this because you know DC's vicious, and people have no concept how just sort of duplicitous it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're a Republican and you want toilet paper for your office. You're going to wait a couple of weeks. Is that you're right? Are you? Is it that? Is it that bad, David? Really? Honest it, it to God, really it's Venezuela that, tactics there. It, really? Yeah, it's gotten that weird. Um, you know, and you actually see it in just things you would never, ever, ever imagine. No kidding. And it's not just Republicans and Democrats. It's um, the lobbyist class that want you want money, and so they won't go near conservatives. Um, it's companies that have a bunch of woke people. That have gotten on their pack board. So, um, I, I like there's a company. It has a huge presence in Arizona, and their poor lobbyists desperately need something fixed in the tax code. And it's a legitimate problem. It's it, it's a it's it, it, it's a problem with the way Europe does the tax and the way we then tax the you know the proceeds uh, when they repatriate it. And but she's always apologizing, saying, "But our pack board has gone so woke." Yeah. That someone like you, Schweiker, we can't, we will, we will never give you a contribution because you're too conservative. I get that. I and, mean, I, and, I and get that just, that's happening. Yeah, I've heard. That's I've heard fine. Of your... I mean, you're going to do your job as you're supposed right. to do it. But if anyone out there thinks Republicans are hand in hand with big business, it isn't true anymore. It hasn't been true in several years. Big business owns Democrats, and Democrats own big business. Um, the Republicans are now the party of the working middle class. 
You know, you said something, David, yes, agreed all the way around. I have seen this. And you said something that I hadn't thought of much in this context. I saw this with some law firms, big law firms, that were pressured by partners, which were obviously feeling pressure from their you know, big ticket clients, that they didn't want their attorneys working on Republican campaigns or for Republican candidates. Now, in something you said, it sounds like there, there there's a lot of lobby firms, and which are the big employers in D.C., that just won't let their people work because of their clients' demands with Republicans. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the firms. It's their clients. The clients um, who are pushing the firms. And, okay, for everyone listening, um, try to picture this. Several years ago, the National Association of Realtors, which used to be the stalwarts um, protecting you know, property rights, and they were fairly conservative, they were functionally taken over by Democrats. Uh-huh. But the Democrats did it in a systematic fashion. They found liberals who were realtors and got them to run for office, got them on the PAC board. They worked their way up. Well, they've been, the Democrats have been doing this in a number of corporate PACs. So you work for a big chip you know, semiconductor chip manufacturer, this and that. You you get you you're a Democrat. You are recruited. Think, make a contribution to the PAC. The next year, run for the PAC board, and eventually, we will own the PAC board. So all these corporate executives' yeah. money, even though most of them may be conservative, the majority of it goes to liberal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you see that. I mean, I think Intel, like seventy percent of their PAC money goes to Democrats. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, you see it with you see it with the unions, obviously. Once again, obviously, yeah. Democrats outworked us. Yeah, because they thought ahead into the future. Wow, they they, they really understood how to march through those institutions in a way that yeah. we were just not paying attention to. They really understood. So I have I had a sense that no one listening really cared about this. Um, with all the craziness. Going I'll tell here. you why I think they do, and I think I'll tell you why I think they should is because we are at every level of government. Now finding that this is becoming fast a two a two tiered society. There's a hierarchy of uh, privileges, benefits, and criminal law enforcement that will change oh, yeah. determined by what political party you are. Well, Lady right, Justice being one, blind is blind to the fact can that I give you yeah. one that's excessively personal. Sure, I, and forgive me if I don't do this completely properly. Okay. Um. Okay. You know I got beaten up a couple years ago with some of the things that happened with my chief of staff and those things. Well, one of the things I got beaten up on is a few hundred dollars from my campaign went to pay for a babysitter. Shouldn't have happened. You know, um, it was done by an employee, but it came out of my account. Except you have someone like Eric Stallwell (laughs) out of California, (laughs) who I think has something like 16 or $26,000 in account that has gone to babysitter. And it's an example of if you're conservative, you will get beaten up by the system. Right. If you happen to be a senior Democrat and you do 40 times more money, mm-hmm. never been a complaint, nothing's ever touched. And it's this two-tier sort of prosecution system. And, and you see it almost every day here in D.C. You can see it almost in every day and every talk. Number Absolutely. Of Republican members yeah. who are either under investigation from the January 6th committee yeah. or outside groups, our newspapers, or the ethics committee, or this and that, there really is every lever of, of and sometimes it's not even to um, uh, eventually convict you or beat you up, it's to burn up your cash. Well, of it, course. It's understood. Of course. It, it, 
But yeah. this is very inside baseball. But um, it, ha- it has outside the stadium effects, though. I mean, oh, Ch- yeah. Chuck Schumer can can threaten uh, Supreme Court justices by name with violence and nothing happens. Donald Trump can say march peacefully, peacefully and patriotically and he gets impeached. I mean, that's the way this works. That's that that's that's the way. It oh, works. you're back. Yeah. Sorry. No, that, I lost I, you there for that's all right. That's second. the way it works. Chuck Schumer can threaten violence by uh, of Supreme Court justices individually by name. Donald Trump can say march peacefully and patriotically and he gets impeached. Yeah. He's the one who gets impeached. Yeah. But but think about I mean, you know, like the committee I am on. Yeah. We've been trying to figure out who's been releasing um, portions of Donald Trump's and other yeah. people's tax returns. Oh, OK. And, right. and and it's another example of. We could get no help from the Justice Department of Democrats, even though it's a federal crime. Sure. Because they beat up the right people. Right. Now, if it was a bunch of liberals who had had their tax returns leaked, then all of a sudden, you know, um, all heaven and earth would be moved to find out. Same thing that just happened in the Supreme Court. Yep. With the leaking of you th- the. Yeah, yeah. If that, if that was a leak in the other direction, we I would. As Republicans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We as conservatives yeah. need to toughen up yeah. and understand we're going to get our heads kicked in. Um, and that is the price of, you know, being a conservative in Washington, D.C. But it is changeable, David, in my romantic view of things. I've been talking a little bit about this. It's changeable with political power. I mean, this is a political problem, isn't it? Yeah, I'm more cynical than you are. Okay. Because it's more than just controlling the White House, the Senate, the the House. We're going to have to change the bureaucracy. Of course. Remember, one of the great, brilliant evils the Obama administration did is they spent day and night filling every position through government they could possibly fill. So Donald Trump gets elected, and a conversation I've had with Mick Mulvaney and others in the administration said all these slots were filled by liberal Obama appointees, and they had successfully moved them into covered positions. So you had... Tens of thousands of hard lefties up and down the government bureaucracy, and they couldn't be fired yep. without a major change in the restructuring of government. You bet. You bet. And they do this up and down and across the boards, because when you say change the bureaucracy, we also have to talk about education, elementary, secondary, and oh, higher. Everything. We have to talk about the media. But again, I do think it starts with political power. We can control certain... All right. I want to talk to you. Do you have time for one more segment? Sure, let's do it. Yeah, because I want to talk to you about the uh, gun debate that's taking place uh, over in your neck of the woods, if we don't, uh, if you don't mind. I'm Seth Leibson. He's David Schweikert. We'll be right back. This is his favorite music, by the way. He loves Elvis Presley. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Delighted to have Representative David Schweikert with us as we do every Wednesday, representing Arizona's 6th Congressional District. Uh, David, uh, thank you for what you're talking about with what I call uh, opinion and principle hierarchy on our previous segment. We'll talk more about that in dates to come. But the gun legislation that is flying around Capitol Hill, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, is I think the official title, <laughs> cleared the Senate for forward movement. What, what What's your sense of things over there on that? Um, it's over in the Senate, and I will warn you, um, our telephone line keeps dropping in and out. Okay. So if all of a sudden I disappear on you, it's not that I hung up. Um, okay, my understanding is moved to the Senate. We have not gotten it delivered over to the House, but it will be on the House floors, my best guess, this coming Friday. 
Um, we're already dicing apart the red flag section. Good. Um, which I think actually may be unconstitutional I the way too. it's drafted. I think it might be, too. Go ahead. No, um, it's it, it, because you have a constitutional right, and yet they're designing a red flag rule that doesn't have sort of um, a due process. That's right. The, the due process right, is lacking. It needs to ha- right, exactly. There has to be a strict scrutiny that looks at this because it is de- dealing with an individual right. Uh, uh, now, now, we just finished working on some mental health resources, mm-hmm. Um, some of the things you and I have been going back and forth talking about yep. how many of the horrible events, particularly this this last year, yep. are being tied to young men who are suicidal uh-huh. and, and, and seeing some really interesting academic research there. But a lot of the debate here in D.C. has nothing to do with dealing with firearm violence. It has to do with the coming election and what motivates one side's face, the darkness, the sickness out here is how many of my Democrat colleagues will have fundraising emails, text messages, yeah. all geared up yeah. when there's a horrible event. Yeah. Within an hour or two, they're asking for money. I know. So I know. so how do you move away from the sort of sense of, of political exploitation to what would be actual solutions? What would actually work? And so far, much of what's being proposed here has nothing to do with the real solution. That's right. I was using a legal phrase earlier, redressability in equity court. You have to ask, is the measure you are seeking going to touch, address, fix the problem you're going after? Talk to me about that academic. Talk to the audience. I know some of this research. Talk to the audience about some of what you were seeing. I think it's fascinating because I do hope once and if we get a majority, we can have hearings on this stuff and make it more of a national discussion. But talk about this research you were mentioning to me about young men and suicide. um, Look, why are, why are we having so many brutal shootings in Chicago or other urban areas or um, the young men who have, you know, and, and you start to look at their family structures, their mental health issues, um, what's going on with them and around them. And it A, gives you a sense of some things we need to do in society, but it also gives you a sense of maybe um, being able to, to redress this to stop some of this violence isn't the shiny object of I don't like firearms or I'm going to get rid of assault weapons, even though we had 10 years of an assault weapon ban and there was no difference, statistically no difference in the 10 years we had it and the 10 years after we didn't have it. Right. But it was theater. It's good. The difference is uh, I talk about politics to virtue signal. Right. We do a lot of good politics, I can raise money, I can do this in a virtual segment, or if we actually want to get to the core of what's going on, why the violence, why these bad acts. Um, and the Democrats, my brothers and sisters on the left, and, and uh, are very uncomfortable wanting to actually bring in the true experts and dig in what's going on in, you know, particularly urban America and also with young males around the country. It is increasingly uh, obvious and apparent that this is a young male issue. Uh, you talk to any expert, they'll say there are women, but it's mostly young males. And yeah. and, and I think the, the I was going to use the word reticence, but it's not reticence. It's a, it's a near blackout in allowing the conversation to take place, David. I think it's, I think, working thesis 
is that the reason they want to black out these conversations is because it drives into places that touch on their most precious desiderata. We're talking about uh, illegal drug use, which means we're talking about the border. And, of course, we're talking about other kinds of concerns that go with well, that. We're talking about look, fatherhood, um, I, I don't which is family formation. Go over my skis. Okay. But, you, know, you see the statistics of those who've been involved in these acts of violence, and there's no male figure. That's all. right. We're talking about you know, fatherhood issues. You bet. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm one of the Republicans who's actually willing to have honest conversations about gun violence. Yep. But it's got to be an honest conversation. Yep. And when I start to lay out the parameters saying, if we, if we go with a clean whiteboard and we start with what facts do we know and then what do we have to actually gain in information? And you'd be amazed how quickly my Democrat colleagues say, no, that's not the conversation I want to have. That's right. That's um, right. Because it's a difficult one saying um, the breakdown of society and you and I have already had on the air the conversation of what's happening even at the university mm-hmm. level. How many males are dropping mm-hmm. out compared to how many fields mm-hmm. females are graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, something I worry about demographically is the number of what they call marriageable males. When mm-hmm. you get the disconnect of, I have all these females with bachelor's and master's degrees, and my number of males it, it, it has fallen dramatically. Um, we said about thirty years. Dope. About thirty years ago, we said "you go, girl," and they did. We told boys they were being they were toxic, and 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 there has been a campaign. I almost want to create a bumper sticker that says "Save the males." That's that's well, you know it, it, we, it we, we do have a boy problem in this country. But 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 the more elegant solution I say is is um, treat people with love and respect, but stop treating them differently. Yeah, sure. You know, whether it be your gender or anything else. And instead, we have a society where the Democrats gain power by balkanization, keeping us apart. So you're from the South, you're from the North, you're the wrong color, you're a different color, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, a male, female. And it turns out that segmentation is how I can, how you manipulate people politically and separate them. Um, You know, it's, it's a much more complex conversation. But coming back to the gun legislation, yeah. um, it, my, it, from what I've seen so far, and I've only read, I've, we're only, I'm only reading right now the red flag portion because that's all I have. I'll get the rest of it tonight. Um, it's much more theater, and it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing some top line numbers that a lot of this is about handing out very large grants mm-hmm. um, to lots of states and municipalities. Mm-hmm. And so it's also another backdoor way of funding uh, folks who want to go after your Second Amendment. Not only that, I worry about, uh, you know, so, you know, we can talk mental health. You and I are, 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 are pretty strong on this issue, I think it's fair to say. But about where they spend that money that goes to these men- some of these mental health organizations. Well, you talk about being taken over by the yeah. woke. Some of that is more woke than you could ever imagine. I, I, I'm seeing something that's a little darker. Yeah. Um, you know, where... It's not constrained, so you may see a city doing types of enforcement that really start to crush um, people's Second Amendment. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm glad you're there, David. Uh, There's an old saying, don't just uh, do something, stand there. Sometimes that's right, isn't it? Yes, and be willing to be run over. (laughs) I'll I'll pick you up when they do, David. David Schweikert, bless you, sir. Godspeed. Thanks. We'll talk next week. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.